Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined today by Wesley Wildman and Cedra Sarton. Hey, the OG, the OG crowd's back. We're yes. back. Yeah. You know what, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while. I've told you this before, and I've complimented you. It's been a while. You got a great radio voice. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you think so. You got a great radio voice, <laughs> and I don't really know what a good radio voice is, but I get told that when I travel all the time. Yeah. You know, so I, I have the privilege of traveling on behalf of AFA and representing them, and mm-hmm. I enjoy meeting many of you that are listening mm-hmm. now. And with each event I do, there's always, uh, out of a group of 100, there's always a, a, a niche there, you know, eight or 10 that come up out of 100 that say, hey, I'll listen to you and Jordan and Cedra and awesome. y'all on Share Truth, <laughs> Apply Scripture, and I download your podcast. And so That's we're great. glad we've got listeners out there like you. We appreciate mm-hmm. y'all. Uh, I know that we recently, you know, there's been a couple prayer requests come in, and we've prayed for those, and also we've had people that give us ideas on what to talk about. Where can they go to, to mm-hmm. yeah, do that? Yeah, we would absolutely love to get an email from you. If you can email us at engagefaq at afa.net, um, then I will get that. All three of us will get that mm-hmm. email. Um, so one of us will respond to you, and uh, yeah, we would we would love to hear from you. And if you even if you just uh, have some words of encouragement for yeah. us as we do this, we would love that as well. Yeah. So, so just uh, yeah, reach yeah. out to us. We love that and. Uh, and also, uh, I, I want to note about uh, Jordan's radio voice. <laughs> I guess I don't have it because sometimes we'll be in the office and he'll just get up and he's like, well, I got to go record a spot. So-and-so asked me to come record a spot. Well, none of those people ever asked me to record a spot. I mean, they have a few times and and then it's just like, yep, well, we're done with that. We're I'll, not. <laughs> I'll make sure everybody knows that you want to be on the radio more. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'm making that known now. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No I'm more just... guests. They're out of here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and anyways. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, again, you can email us at uh, engagefaq at, AFA, at afa.net. Um, send us some prompts for some discussions. I would love to hear what you guys would love to hear. You know, like I would love to hear what you would like to, for us to discuss, things that might be on your mind, things that you think are important to address in our culture um, for young Christians, since this is a radio program that everyone can hopefully benefit from, but we are specifically yeah. hoping that we can reach out to young Christians. That's uh, high school age to maybe mid thirties is yeah. kind of how I'm defining and, that. And I think if you have anything that you would like prayer for, if yes. you have any anything that you would like prayer for in your life or somebody you know, you know, please let us know that as well. We would mm-hmm. love to take time to pray for you. Absolutely, that's Engage Magazine. No, I'm sorry, that's Engage FAQ at afa.net. No. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, a mouthful. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. Um, we should have thought of that when we were creating <laughs> this email address. Too late now. Find us. <laughs> All right, so uh, this episode we're going to be discussing is an article I actually wrote um, yeah. a while ago. Yeah, in case ago. anybody's wondering, I picked the topic. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm not sitting there thinking, you know what? I want to, I want to discuss something, my own thoughts here. No, <laughs> Cedra uh, brought this up, and 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 I agree. Like the the topic of the article, I, the the reason I wrote it, I feel like this is sort of very close to the heart of, if not the heart of, Engage Magazine. Um, 
the, the, the article is called uh, The Gospel Defined Worldview, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes of this episode so you can go to the podcast page and, and click that to read it. But essentially, you know, as Christians, we are going to have a worldview. As people who live in the world, we're mm-hmm. going to have a worldview. A worldview is simply what you believe is the correct way to interpret the world yes. um, according to whatever standard of of uh, values that you have, whether that's something that you've intentionally sat down and thought through or something that you just sort of just on the cuff, you know, sure. just off the top of your head, yeah. you feel like this is my gut reaction to this thing. Um, but for a Christian, it can't be a gut reaction. It can't be something that we just um, sort of throw together on our own. Right. Our worldview has to be built upon and founded on the Bible and what the Bible says mm-hmm. and what the gospel says. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think really, that's what Engage's mission really is, is to help young Christians do that in their lives. Yeah, that's why we end the program by saying share truth mm-hmm. and apply scripture. Before we dive uh, much deeper, and you've laid a good foundation, but before we get too too much deeper into the actual worldview of the gospel and looking mm-hmm. at the uh, world through the lens of scripture, just to back up to one thing you said at the very beginning, and that's that the hard reality and that we all need to realize is that everyone around us, everyone has a way in which they see the world through. Mm-hmm. And there, we we won't get into all those today, but just to spout off a couple, and y'all fill in if y'all think of some I'm not. You got you can look at it through the humanistic worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, through that, you've got atheism. You've got other religions yeah. in which you see the world through. So everybody does. So don't let anybody um, pigeonhole you or make you feel guilty yeah. for seeing the world through the lens of a Christian worldview as if that's somehow... Mm-hmm. A different way. I, I mean, it is a different way of seeing it than the other ones I mentioned. Yeah. But at the end of the day, don't make, don't let anybody guilt you for that. Yeah. Because everybody's seeing it through. Yeah, sure. uh, a worldview or a lens. Uh, they have a starting point. Everybody does. Ours is yeah. from a Christian. Mm-hmm. And to get back to the topic, is through the lens of Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and there are there are worldviews out there that are obviously antithetical to mm, what the Bible says. Like, it, it's like you just glance at it. It's like you know immediately sure. that they do not like <laughs> Jesus. You know, <laughs> yes, like they, yeah, they are very... anti the Bible. Yes. But then there are some worldviews out there that seem a bit friendlier. Yeah, sure. Um, but, but my caution in that would be while you may share some values and may, there might be some overlap, um, the difference between a gospel-defined worldview and a worldview that has a little bit of overlap with Christian worldview, mm-hmm. there's a motive difference. Mm-hmm. One worldview, the Christian worldview, says Jesus is king, this world belongs to him, and he is the reason for you know living the way we live. The other worldviews that might be a bit friendlier um, don't have that. Yeah. Jesus is not their king. They are still, according to the scriptures, dead in their sins. They're still enemies of God. Really, even though they might be allies in some very specific issues, they're still enemies with God. And so we need to be very clear when we're talking about a gospel-defined worldview that that is a worldview that is held exclusively by Christians. Mm. You have to be a Christian to have a biblical worldview. And Mm -hmm. kind of talking about that overlap, you know, like politically, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, as Christians, we may have some overlap with some certainly side, you know, side of the political, uh, you know, realm. Um, But where that parts, Mm -hmm. we should be willing to part with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know that's hard for people to hear (laughs) because in the moment, like I like 
everything else that you know like all this stuff that they're saying well mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're saying something and i'm like mm, yeah that is not mm-hmm. that is not and i don't know i mean i don't expect them to yeah be because they're it's a worldly view yes yeah yeah you know, but that's a good point and there's two there's two worlds there and two points of conversation obviously from a political standpoint mm-hmm. and a uh worldview st- and and the idea that we live in a world obviously yeah you know we partner with and and, and uh work with to advance uh, Christian principles mm-hmm. with other people, as long as uh, we're doing just that. Yes. But uh, that's a, that's also a separate topic from uh, the Christian worldview as it relates to ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in ministry we wouldn't do those things. Absolutely. Um, in ministry, we we would we would fall in line with as close as we could with Scripture when it says things like you know not to associate with those mm-hmm. you know that are have a different worldview. I'm yeah. paraphrasing. Yeah, but yeah, that's what it says in different ways in the New Testament that we should um uh, do as uh, Cedar said and hold close to the to, mm-hmm. doc, to the doctrine and theolog- the uh, theological position yeah. of Scripture. Oh, absolutely. So like I'm I'm thinking you know years ago we had a tornado come through um, mm-hmm. Tupelo and and really. It, it, it messed up a lot of things. It, yes. it was it was pretty bad. Like, it was pretty bad. It's like the second worst one in Tupelo. Yeah, or top two. It may have been number one, but I remember it being in the discussion of the top two or three. It, of it the, was it was on up there. Yeah. Um, but the thing was, like in a situation like that, when you're doing good for your community and and you're working together as a community. So my my church went out as a group and and we 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 helped clean up some trees and 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 help uh, people with their projects they were, as they were trying to clean up. And we were shoulder to shoulder with, you know, people who did not follow God at all. And we, I mean, obviously there was peace with that because we're coming together. We're working together for the good of the community. But then, you know, when my church does evangelistic outreach, we're going to be very careful with who we associate in that, in that, uh, in that regard, because we don't want to go out hand in hand with um, somebody of a completely different religion. Mm -hmm you know, and start preaching two different messages. So like you said, uh, Wesley, there is an absolute difference between politics, including, you know, civil service sure. and, you know, yep. community service and evangelistic ministry side of things. Like those two things are very, very different arenas. And yeah. that's and that's good uh, to, to define those two, mm-hmm. lay them out there as we begin this discussion. And before I go into our first question, see, did, yeah. did you want to add something that interrupted no, I, you? No, it's fine. I was just going to say, you know, there are a lot of people in the world that are, they don't necessarily follow, they don't follow scripture the way we do. They mm-hmm. don't consider themselves Christians, but by a worldly standpoint, they're good people. Oh, yeah. And they're willing to go out there and help. The thing is, is when you put on the lenses mm-hmm. of the gospel, you look through and you realize, as scripture says, that none of us are good people. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us. Nobody yeah. in the world is a good person. Right. And the only thing that, is different between us and them is that we have surrendered ourselves to Christ and, mm. you know, we're covered by him. Yeah. And now we're trying to live the way he would have us to live. Absolutely. And what an opportunity, too, as you're coming alongside these people in the inappropriate, you know, arenas to preach the gospel to them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, into our first question here. <laughs> the first question is, as Christians, do we still need the gospel? Mm. And uh, I have to be... I guess I don't have to be, but I want to be mm-hmm. transparent on this. Sure. At the beginning, uh, as I in I was eighteen or eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. is when I I would say that I submitted my life to Christ. Yeah. And I, I fully understood. I mean, just about the complete picture mm. of the cross and my and the importance. And I just really began from that moment on 
to just, I mean, like I said, submit in all things, just every yeah. every aspect, not mm-hmm. just a portion, not just. So with, in, in that, mm-hmm. I started uh, growing and reading and studying and 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 growing in knowledge of of the gospel and the truth and scripture and theology and all that. And I did grow over several months, several years. I began to to think or feel like when someone would share the gospel or mm-hmm. when. Or when I get to that portion in scripture, I'd almost be like, "Well, I'm almost." I, yeah. I don't know how to say it, but other than this is gonna sound worse. This is gonna sound bad. Sure. But I was like, uh, "Okay, I don't need that. I've already learned yeah. that. That's no, past me." Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was good stuff. I remember that. That was helpful. Then we're yeah. good now. You know, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I said, and it happened that way in about ten different ways. You know, <laughs> and finally one day, uh, I don't know what it was. Just the Holy Spirit convicted me. <laughs> Uh, uh, other than that, I don't know what it was. It was just me going, you know, wait, I, this is still very, very helpful. I don't, mm-hmm. um, I'm not too righteous mm. to be reminded yeah. of what Jesus did for me on the cross. And in fact, it was, it was the opposite of what I was thinking. In fact, it was being reminded of what Jesus did for me on the cross as often as, you know, I was, could be reminded, whether it was on my, my reminding myself or listening to somebody mm. else teach. It was. It's important for that because it helped me reset my thankfulness mm-hmm. of what he did for me, and it does help me provide perspective on how I'm going to live for that point moving forward. And so yeah. we all need to, always need to be reminded of it. But it's so weird to say that. Now, do you see how hard it was for me to admit that and <laughs> no, say that? No, absolutely, because, yeah. I mean, it was that very thing. Mm-hmm. I really felt like, I don't know if I would say I felt like I didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not true, but I just felt like... Um, I don't know. I already mastered that. Yeah, for lack yeah. Of better sort word. of like you. That was air quotations yeah, yeah. for those who can't see it. I think sometimes the temptation can be, and I've definitely had this in my earlier. You know, I, I had the exact similar experience as you, Wesley. Um, you, you feel like the gospel, meaning in the most simplistic terms, meaning you know Jesus was born as a human, came to die on the cross for our sins, was resurrected, and that's how we are saved and in, into eternal life. Um, so. There can be a temptation there to think, okay, well, that's the doorway. That's the doorway into Christianity. I've walked through the door. Now I'm in. I don't have to stand in the door anymore. Um, and I don't. I, I don't think that that's the right way to think about that. I, I used to think that way, you know, earlier on, but now I'm beginning to see that the gospel only grows, you know, as as you. As you live as a Christian, you only begin to discover more and more within it. Um, the gospel isn't just, you know, the the simple story that we all heard in Sunday school. It it becomes more as you live um, under the reign of Christ and as you submit your life to him, the cross becomes more, the resurrection becomes more, um, the promise of eternal life one day becomes more, and they become more effective in your life and more transformative so, yeah, I, I would absolutely say as Christians, not only uh, it, the gospel is essential to everything we do mm-hmm. in our Christian life. Well, you know, as I go about and, you know, as, even as a Christian, I'm not a perfect person. Sometimes, like, I might, you know, mess up. I've mentioned before my issues in traffic. I get a little <laughs> bit of road rage and I get upset mm-hmm. with people. And in that moment, I'm like, wow, maybe mm-hmm. I do need to go back and revisit. Yeah you know, revisit where, you know, Christ forgave me. I should be a little more forgiving of other people as yeah. well, you know. Mm. Yeah. I am, me too. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I know Paul, uh, I, Wesley, I'm glad you're here because you could yeah. probably tell me where he says this. But yeah. it, Paul talks about, you know, he's talking to, I believe it's the Corinthian church, where he says, you know, at, you should have moved on to solid food, um, but you're still, you know, drinking milk or yep, baby food. Yep. Um, and uh, I used to think that that referred to the gospel as well. I used mm. to think, oh, the gospel, that's the simple stuff. That's like, that's the baby food. That's mm. what you tell people who are just, you know, now being initiated. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like for early, you know, yeah. beginners. And I want to move on to solid yeah. food. I want to like dig into Romans, you know. Yes, exactly. But the, I didn't realize Romans was the gospel. For sure, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, con- uh, Reckon yourself dead to sin. That's the gospel. Like, right. So, yeah, it just unfolds. It, it expands and it becomes more... As you live the Christian life, uh, right. you begin to realize, oh, it goes beyond just the pages of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Sure. It, it's the whole Bible. Yes, yeah, the uh, the whole counsel mm-hmm. of God is Absolutely. what it is, the whole counsel of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why it's important for us to realize and be reminded that we do not, uh, we never graduate yes. from the gospel. Yes. And in fact, it's the rock, uh, what Jesus Christ did on the cross, in fact, First uh, uh, Corinthians uh, fifteen one through five it talks about the gospel and it's, it lays out as simple as this it's a death burial mm-hmm. and resurrection of Jesus and from there that is where we have our anchor set yeah so how should we define or how should we how should the gospel define us well I would say that it defines it reminds us of who we are and who God is mm-hmm. it's yeah pretty that pretty much that simple and it like it, and it you know we're sinful and uh, he's the creator. And we mm-hmm. need to be forgiven in order to be able to forgive others. Yeah. And um, I go back to some of like one of my favorite verses. You know, I have a lot of favorite verses, but one yeah. of my favorite verses is in Galatians. In Galatians two twenty says, "I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in mm-hmm. me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God." And that. You know, a lot of people take it as I'm a Christian now, but I go about living my daily life as usual. But yeah. I have, a, you know, I have a cross sticker on my car now, and I go to church. And <laughs> uh, I think just this one verse alone mm. <clears throat> shows you that it's not, mm. it's not that. It's not that, um, you know, thank you Jesus, you covered me, and that's it. No, you are crucified with Him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means you, uh, you know, in Scripture it says to take up our cross daily. Yeah. And uh, that's every day for the ones who don't know what daily means yeah. every single yeah. day. And uh, that's just a little rem- – I, I guess that's a reminder for myself as well. Right. <laughs> and it, it really does show, like, the weightiness and the magnitude of what that means, like, to live – to be a Christian. Um, I mean, because we can think about being a Christian as, okay, our debt of, you know, death has been paid by Jesus. And that makes us grateful um, we're able to, you know, live free of the power of sin in our lives, and that's good. And and we could kind of stop there, um, a- as if you know, like we had a debt of a million dollars, and then like you know, Elon Musk or somebody came and paid it off for us, and we're like, oh, thank you, you know, like exactly. that's yeah, great, that's a weight off of my shoulders. Sure. I didn't have that money laying around, yeah. um, and we could kind of leave it there. We shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and 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 Paul doesn't let us. You know, he says, no, you've been crucified. Yeah. Like that's. That's something that if you just went to somebody up to somebody and said, hey, I've been crucified with Christ, they would look at you like you were crazy. Yes, they would. I mean, if you went up to them and said to them, hey, Jesus I paid for pause. my sins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pause too. be like, Even oh, wait, that's in the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you went up to them, especially in the South here where most people have heard something of the Bible, 
and you said Jesus died for my sins, they'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> I know I know that song, you know? Sure. But if you said, I've been crucified with Christ, it's like, wait, what? What yeah. are you talking about? What does that mean? And so there's, there's something there that should cause us to pause and to yeah. think, whoa, that's real about yeah. me. That's, sure. that's the reality and the truth here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he says to glorify God in our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live for the glory of God. Yeah, it's important for us to remember that. We can't ever graduate from this. It's important. Mm. And it does dictate, Cedra, as you were mentioning about forgiveness, it does dictate how we operate, not just amongst our relationship with God and 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 that relationship, but how we operate in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know that in in the line of work that a lot of people have here at AFA, uh, they get on they get on the radio or you know whatever they're doing, and they discuss what's going on around the world, and um, you know, and there's a lot of discussion there, and it's easy for you to look at that and look at all the people doing the things that they're doing and just be mad, mm. angry, even maybe feel some sort of hatred towards them. I yeah. hope I hope not. Mm. Um, and I think I've discussed this in Devo one time mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> where, I mean, just because it's hard for me, you know, and I was working in radio full time, listening to all the things happening. It's easy to get wrapped up in that and to uh, think from a more worldly mindset, yeah. you know, and get mad about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you realize uh, it's very easy, you know, God could be looking down at us and feel the same thing towards towards me. Yeah. But he doesn't, you yeah. know. Well. Wow. And and yeah, and that's really that's how the gospel should define us and define the way we live. I mean, we look at what the gospel says, you know, and the implications of what it says. So, God became a human. So, he became a human. He grew up, he lived a human life, perfect and sinless, but still a human life with all the sufferings that entails. Uh, he could have had anything in the world. He really could have. He was God. And he chose to be a humble carpenter. He chose to have no home, wander around. He emptied himself. He took on our sin. God took on our sin and died a human death, like the worst one you could probably die. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he defeated death. Mm, He rose from the dead. Yes. And now him, him as a man with a human body now sits at the right hand of God as the king of the universe, king of all creation, calls us his friends. God calls us his children. These are all true things. Mm-hmm. And we can't just sort of live the way we want to after that. And it's very, and with all that said, the weightiness of all that, it's just so hard sometimes to comprehend, and this is why we have to go back to it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that all that can take place and all he asks of us is to repent of our sins and put our faith in him yeah. in order mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. um, grafted into that type of uh, eternity yeah, and forgiveness. Exactly. So, uh, hey, look, if you're driving right now and you haven't done that, we, we recommend highly. <laughs> As Christians, we want to plead with you mm-hmm. to repent of your sins, put your faith in Jesus, and trust him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and too, like if you're a Christian— and maybe this is convicting you too. I mean, it, it is me because there's so many areas of my life that I can see have kind of laxed, you know, in, in in being affected by the gospel. So 
I mean, if you've been hit by a semi truck, you're not going to be the same anymore. Like you're not just going to get up and carry on throughout your day. But this is bigger than that. This is a bigger encounter than that. This is you're encountering God. God is in your life, um, and all of these things that we just said are very true. So, Christian, be affected. You know, let these things come into your heart. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit for help. Um, to to till up the ground that has sort of been hardened again and just let the seed of the gospel fall fresh um, and, and take root. Yeah. And when you're getting up in the morning and you don't want to, yeah. which happens, mm-hmm. or when your kid is pitching a fit and making a mess and you just want them to not, and whenever you're driving down the road and someone is going incredibly slow in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> this is Caesar's so, number know, one. It's number one. You know, number one. All these, all these things. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, it's not stealing from her. No, it's, no, it's driving, driving slow. Driving slow <laughs> in front of me. And mm. and when all those things go, I mean, you know, it's mm. when you kind of in those moments, I guess, I've tried to start praying mm. rather than talking to the person, which I do. I talk to this person in front of me who cannot hear me. <laughs> uh-huh. I take a moment and mm. tell, you know, hey, God, can you please help me mm. in my heart in this moment? Because my yeah. heart is failing anger. Yeah. And it doesn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, we got we got a couple of minutes left. And we, we talked about, so the gospel defined li- basically how we live. How do you think that the gospel might define the way we see the rest of the world outside of us? Mm-hmm. Um, my first thing immediately off the bat is to say, you know, if I see that Jesus is the king of it all, yeah. it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It really changes everything. I don't feel like I'm caught. I, I'm living in a world of just absolute chaos where just literally anything could happen and God will just be like, oh, that ruined my plan. Sure. You yeah. know, while yeah. bad things do happen, Jesus is the king. Sure. And there's great comfort in that. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I'm glad we've taken this time to talk about the gospel and how it defines us and how we see it through the lens of Scripture because all that we do, uh, we need to consider the whole counsel of God. Mm-hmm. Start with the gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And from there, as you said, from there you got Romans and other uh, the rest of Scripture that helps us see, how, uh, helps us to be able to see the lens, see the world through the lens yeah. of Scripture, through the whole counsel of God. And it's so important for us because it does bring everything back to center, and we never, ever graduate from God's grace and His forgiveness and the gospel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and before we go, I know we just have a few more seconds here. I want to remind people that you can find some of our, uh, you can find some content of ours. You can go to afa.net slash the stand, and there's a tab underneath the stand for Engage, and yeah. it's all the articles that are uh, from the Engage team. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go check that out, and you can also email us at engagefaq at afa.net. That's engagefaq at afa.net. You can email us there if you have any ideas about what we should talk about. And yeah. don't drive slow in front of Cedric. <laughs> Unless you, wanna, to you. unless you want to increase her prayer life. Yeah, exactly. Hey, great praying. strategy. Yeah, <laughs> we know now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good All stuff. Right. Well, uh, guys, thanks for joining us uh, for this episode. And uh, until next week, continue to share truth and apply scripture.